Hello and welcome back. I'm your host Natalia and we're in conversation with Pastor Jeremy. And in this podcast, we ask Pastor Jeremy anything. So, we have a question today from one of our listeners. So, let's listen to it first. I just wanted to ask Pastor Jeremy where we stand on tattoos as Christians. Uh, the conversation around it has been changing in the Christian circles itself and there are a lot of uh, people talking about it and they have different views about it and I want to really understand what the Bible says about it. So in short, what is a Christian's position on tattoos and even piercings for that matter? Thank you Christabel for that uh, question and yeah, it is something that we are all uh, thinking about many people struggle with it as well especially those who uh, you know did get tattoos or get um, piercings and things like that when their faith or their convictions weren't as strong about it or during a season of their life when they were not sure about it uh, do we continue do we uh, do we believe in it do we uh, practice it good question the only verse in the scriptures that actually mentions this is the Leviticus 19, I think it's verse 26, 27, 28, that, that area where it talks about all these things. And God is giving the, the Israelites instruction on how to separate themselves from the pagans around them. One pagan activity was the piercings uh, or, or gashes, physical gashes to the body that people would do as a practice of mourning for the dead. God said to his people that when people die, when you are mourning for the dead, you do not want to be doing that. Do not do that. So that is the verse that is quoted uh, when, when people want to support their argument against tattoos. To make marks on the skin, there are different scenarios. You have just simple ornamental marks. You have religious marks. You have negative marks like the mark of the beast, for instance. So marks have always been something that is part of, I mean, even in Revelation, it says that the, the Lord Jesus in glory as he comes on riding on a, on a horse, his name will be written on his thigh. So the concept of, uh, of you know, communication or, or, or inscribing something is common. All I'm saying is it's common. It's, it's not unfamiliar. Slavery in the Old Testament where they were transitioning to the New Testament and a slave wanted to stick with its slave master, his, his, his owner, he would have the option in the seventh year of Jubilee to be, uh, to be set free. But he would choose to continue to be a slave, in which case he would have his ear pierced. There's a positive for you. And uh, he, he, he wanted to associate that particular piercing was a symbol that I am rededicating my life to this master, to be owned by this master. And it was a contract of, uh, of love and of, um, of allegiance. So does the Bible explicitly teach against tattoos? It does not. Is it a sin? It is not. Is it wrong? It is not. Is it necessary? Is it helpful? Is it limited? That's when you start getting into your preferences. And from there, I would then take you to Paul's appeal to godly women. Just, just to cite that uh, passage, it is not proof. 
it is not foundation for this, but to cite that passage in the spirit of what that passage is saying. And that is, don't depend so much on external ornaments and and accessories to look beautiful, but work and focus more on the inner beauty of the spirit, a broken and contrite heart, a servant spirit, beauty on the inside. He, t- he tells the women in his epistle. So taking that into consideration, I'm afraid to give people a free ticket to say, yeah, it's not wrong. Go ahead, get your face tattooed. But at the same time, do you need it? Is it necessary? What does it represent? Let's say you wear a bangle. Let's say you wear a chain. Let's say you wear a tattoo. Let's say you wear a piercing. What does it represent? If it has connotations, if it has connections to something that is a shame to Christ, something that would go against the Lord Jesus and your faith, and it would somewhat dishonor or even discredit your testimony as a believer, my question is, why? Why do you want to be found in that position? So it really is a heart issue. If there is a rebellious heart that accompanies a tattoo, accompanies a piercing, accompanies a a lifestyle, any kind of lifestyle, and you're always defending yourself on that area, and then you want credibility when you give the gospel, I think you're walking on thin ice and you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. So the question really is, what are you fighting for? Are you fighting to be as different from the world, as different from culture, as different from physical, that is to be purely spiritual, to focus on the spirit, to be beautiful in the spirit, to be uh, mature in the spirit? Or are you fighting to be as close as possible to the world, worldly ways, physical ways, etc., etc.? When someone says, I can't do without this, when someone says, you can't tell me what to do, what not to do. When someone says, is it wrong? And if it's not wrong, and the Bible says and say it's wrong, so I can do what I want. That attitude is far worse than a tattoo. That is, that's far worse than, than a piercing. So are tattoos and piercings wrong? No, they're not. So what are you going to do about it? And what is the attitude with which you're going to move forward in the world? Now here... Here's the problem. The problem is that if you've already decided that you're going to do it, then why are you asking? If you've already decided that you're going to live life the way you want it, or if you've decided to live on the edge and you want to go as far possible as as close to wrong without actually crossing the line, those are the real areas you want to be asking yourself about your spiritual walk or your Christianity. Is it okay for a Christian to live on the edge? Or is it, is it better for a Christian to live as far as possible from anything that looks, sounds, affiliates itself to worldly things? So I would leave you with this. No, nothing is wrong, but nothing is necessarily helpful. And if it has connotations, if it has representation, or if it has any kind of religious, cultural, or demonic connections, connotations, then you want to be careful. Think, think a hundred times before you uh, use that or, or wear that or 
That takes us to other accessories, even bangles and chains and rings. Anything that you begin to feel is adding to your value, is adding to your, or is, is, is lucky in some way. So did you have any other questions on that uh, as we expand that? Because as far as tattoos and, and piercings are concerned, no, it is not wrong. But a believer ought to live by conviction and by, uh, you know, by closeness to Christ rather than by culture and make excuses for it. Yeah, I actually do. What about lucky charms and figurines? Like nowadays you see people wearing them, having them in their houses and their rooms, finding themselves talk about the good energy or the good vibe coming in because they wore it or because they have it somewhere. So what do you think about that? That is a great question. And I think a lot of believers are struggling with that. It's sad that they're struggling with it because uh, the epidemic of, of, of illiteracy, biblical illiteracy, being so naive about uh, all these things is just inexcusable. And it just shows the lack of depth of the knowledge of the Word of God and the, the commitment to, to stay close to God. Now that said, here's what we need to be careful about. There are those who go to one of two extremes. One is that they see the devil in everything. They see everything as having power, everything. So they they personify and they empower every inanimate thing around them. And the other extreme is to think there is no harm in anything, any figurine, any lucky charm. There's no harm. It's just cultural. It's just artistic artistic i just picked it up from this place or that place we were traveling here so this one gave me a gift that one gave me a gift and absolutely you know uh, ignorant and absolutely you know unaware of the potential that you are opening yourself up to and i would love to at some point uh, discuss the demonic world and how where how and where the demonic world meets the physical world and i would just mention drugs sex alcohol, idolatry. These are the four areas in which and through which the demonic world enters and influences culture, religion, and people. That said, if there is an ounce of faith, even if there is a degree of faith that you have in the thing, the lucky charm, the stones, the crystals, the figurines, even if it's a cross, even if it's a picture of Jesus, if there is a, if the slightest of faith in it, that it would bring about luck, bring about a positive vibe, an aura, all these words that I use today, if it would bring uh, some sort of positive energy to the home, to the house, to the, to the car, some sort of safety to the car uh, in your travel, if there is an ounce of faith in that, you're miserably misguided. Miserably misguided, and your faith is not in God, His promises, and His presence. For He will not make Himself present through these things. He is not, we don't believe in animism. We don't believe that God is in things. We don't believe in that God is present in things. He is present to things. He is present to us. So we need to be very, very careful in where our faith lies. There are some items that are just purely cultural, they're purely. Uh, artistic, and they're the they're the handiwork of of perhaps uh, artisans out all around the world. It could be from any any place, but when it starts getting religious, has religious connotations, has faith connotations, and there is a power attached to it, you can you can believe me when I tell you 
there is a power behind it. Do not be deceived. There is a power behind it. Especially when something is gifted to you, when something is bought from a temple or of an area where there's witchcraft or where there's any kind of you know spiritual, mystical activity. You can be sure that there is a power behind it. There is no power in it, but there is a power behind it. And to put faith and trust in that item is to open yourself up to that power that is at work. I know I've just opened up a whole avenue of, of, of conversation and things that uh, need so much more talk and biblical uh, support. But as people ask and think and, and, and want to know for sure, I can tell you for sure, you need to be very careful about that. So it's not so much the item. You say, Pastor Jeremy, those items are powerless. Yep, absolutely. Those items are powerless. But the power behind those items and the power inside you, those are both real and those are both powerful. So as a believer, what do you have to do with these things? What do you need to do with these things? So let me close by way of encouragement. Be smart. Be aware that there there are powers that be behind the scenes and we need to be alert. We need to be aware. We don't need to be afraid and we don't need to be suspicious and superstitious. But we do need to be aware. And it would do you good to just walk through the home and look at things in place and, and, and stuff that you've accumulated. And if there's anything that you feel, you know, I've been, I've been trusting that this would bring me luck or that this would make me uh, uh, succeed or, or prosperity, whatever, uh, you might want to get rid of those things. But do a sweep of your home and, and, and just check is there anything in your home that has connotations and would connect you uh, to, uh, you know, to to anything that is counter Christ? Is there anything that would question your testimony and uh, discredit your testimony? And get rid of it. Get rid of it. And if you're that emotionally bound to something, there's a there's an added problem. You can got to look at that. So I hope that this is encouraging because there's nothing to be afraid of or discouraged about but we do need to keep cleaning out our lives sometimes it's idols in our mind and sometimes it's things on the outside lucky charms have to go because you are not lucky you're blessed those are some thought-provoking responses to these pertinent questions and i'm sure our listeners have a good idea and if you have any more follow-up questions write to us at pscjeremy at gmail.com and before we end, before you tune out, a huge shout out to our podcast team, Sandeep, Akash, Saurav, Jason, Candice. Every week they work towards releasing the podcast as soon as possible and we're so grateful and thankful. And thank you so much everyone and we'll see you in the next podcast.